0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez, and today I got Owen back on the show for, man, the fifth or sixth time? I don't know. I'm I, I like should have counted. i like that. Man, it's been, it's been a lot of times you've been on here. I think you got the record so far, um, and it, it, you're a good guy to have the record, man, because you always bring the heat. You always bring the, the, the fire, and we have some good conversation. Thanks for coming on, dude.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. What's up, boys? Good to be back.
0: Yeah, man. It's always a blast on here. Um, we got a couple things we want to talk about today. Obviously, we got the Super Bowl right around the corner. That's going to be a huge point of conversation today. And we got a couple other things on the agenda. Oh, and glad to have you back. And we're going to jump right into this. And the first thing that we're going to cover today are the NFL awards, which happened last night. The NFL honors, they had the ceremony and they gave out all the awards. MVP, Comeback Player of the Year, all those awards. All those awards. And me and Owen are going to sit here and discuss how accurate we think they were, who we think should have won each one, um, and if we think the NFL got it right with their voting system. So we'll jump right into it. And the first one that I kind of want to discuss here could be a controversial one is comeback player of the year. So comeback player of the year went to Joe Flacco. He beat out DeMar Hamlin by 11 points. And DeMar Hamlin actually had more first-place votes. But since Joe Flacco had more second and third-place votes combined, because every point, every time you vote for like first-place, second, they each have a designated number, then you add them all up. And Joe Flacco beat out DeMar Hamlin because he got a lot more second and third-place votes. So Joe Flacco's a comeback player of the year, and I want to see your opinion on that. How do you feel about Joe Flacco beating out DeMar Hamlin?
1: You know, not mad at that one bit. Um, me personally, I would have loved to see Baker, even though I know he had no shot because of the storyline that Joe Flacco had. And also the fact that Tamar Hamlin coming off the injury that he had, even though he played like, I think two games or whatever it was, and everybody was calling for him to just, he shouldn't even be in the debate, which I understand. Um, but wasn't mad at all with Joe Flacco. Um, I think that he had a phenomenal, phenomenal season for where he was at, where he came back from comeback player of the year. Um, but you know, I think it went to the right person. They didn't miss out on that. I was going to be really mad in my opinion, if DeMar won it just because of how well Baker played and how well Joe played as well. Um, so not mad at all. I think that they, they, they did their job with this one. Um, but the fact that he got more first place votes just kind of, it kind of shows that it's a slippery slope with these awards, um, and which we can get into later with, with other awards that were given out.
0: Yeah, and I kind of lean the same way, dude, because I was I would have been kind of annoyed if DeMar Hamlin won it. Now, granted, obviously he had a pretty crazy just comeback in his life being pretty much, you know, dying on the field and then coming back um, and actually playing a couple of snaps, which is crazy in itself, but I mean, let's if we look at it just factually and statistically here, Joe Flacco was way more of a comeback player mm-hmm. that actually was a contributor to his team, right? That's not taking anything Hard away from DeMar there. Hamlin's story, but let's be honest here. He didn't really deserve the award of comeback player of the year. I think that was all uh, Joe Flacco with coming off the couch pretty much. I mean, just being some old guy who was a backup with the Jets and wasn't very good, Um you know, he came back and got a job with the Browns after they lost Deshaun Watson early on in the season. Um, and he came back and then he ends up winning uh, lots of games towards the end and plays really well. Looks like prime Flacco and brings them to the playoffs. Obviously lost to the Texans uh, in the first round. But Joe Flacco played pretty, pretty well for being that guy to come off the couch after being the guy who really was not good as a backup again, um, on the Jets. So, I think Joe Flacco totally deserved the comeback player of the year. He was my – if I had a vote, which hopefully at some point in my life I will, I would have voted Joe Flacco for that one, uh, definitely.
1: With that, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of those uh, takes right there. The only thing is when I look at the true comeback player of the year, I would have – now see with my vote, it would have 100% went to Baker and I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Easy second place would have been Joe Flacco. It's not even close. Easily. Um But I just think when you go year by year, he had – Baker played the full year. He brought his team to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They did what they did. You know what I mean? But nothing that he kind of – he didn't take anything away from them in the big games, in my opinion. I think that he played his heart out. I think they'll be back. Um, But I think all in all, it was okay that Joe won that wasn't mad at all. I mean, for who, you know, for who was going to get at those top two, I knew Baker didn't have a chance, but my vote would have on Baker.
0: I don't hate the Baker one either. I think Baker had a good shot. It's it's funny because now Baker's looking like he might snag a pretty big contract uh, from Tampa. Like it looks like Baker's kind of back as a pretty solid solidified quarterback. as he was playing pretty, pretty well for, for Tampa this year. And I wouldn't have hated a Baker Mayfield win, but I definitely would have gone Joe Flacco over um, Baker Mayfield. I just think the idea of being that like 40-year-old guy coming off of pretty pretty much being terrible Um, and then leading the Browns to the playoffs, like coming in the second half of the season when every game is crucial and every single game matters, um, I liked the Joe Flacco pick. Baker would have been my number two. And if I'm being completely honest here, I totally thought it was going to go to DeMar Hamlin. Like with the narratives that the NFL pushes and the NFL writes, I totally, totally thought DeMar Hamlin was going to be the guy to bring home comeback player of the year just because, you know, everyone's going crazy about DeMar Hamlin came back to life. He died on the field, this and that. And I thought 100% it was going to be DeMar Hamlin. So I was kind of surprised to see it was Joe Flacco. Well, I mean – if I'm being honest,
1: I'm I was definitely happy when I saw that pop up on the NFL on the IGs but I was like, okay, you know like I said for the third time that they did it they they got it right. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised though too, like what you were saying or or even though you were surprised because with all the hype that he was getting, um, mm-hmm. I definitely would have been mad like you were saying um, mm-hmm. but I mean yeah, it's good that they they got it to the right guy.
0: yep, agreed. All right, let's move on to another award. The Offensive Player of the Year went to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think Tyreek Hill was number two. I actually didn't see who was number two because I think McCaffrey won it pretty easily. Um, I would imagine it was Tyreek Hill. But for me, my vote would have totally gone to McCaffrey. I think they got it right.
1: 100%, extremely well-deserved. Um, I definitely, I think it, it would have been maybe like week seven, eight. I was, I think everybody who was watching the game thought that, you know, Tyreek was running away with it just with Mm -hmm. the yards that he was getting and how he was leading the league in touchdowns, receiving yards by, you know, at least two or three games just with him Mm -hmm. and Tua being the number one target. Um, But, Christian just kept on doing his thing. He was breaking yeah. records. He was, it's the touchdowns, of course, you know what I mean? He didn't got mm-hmm. ha- he had a great year running. That's not why he got it. He got it for the consecutive games with his touchdowns, the multi touchdowns games, the leading the yards and scrimmage, leading the league in total touchdowns. And 100%, I, it should have been, um, I mean, that's a unanimous pick right there. You're not mad at that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm-hmm. completely deserves, um, but Tyreek, uh, kind of the same thing with, um, would have been my clear second as Joe Flacco with my vote with Baker. He, he would have been a clear second with Tyreek. Um, I think that he balled out and then a close third or kind of getting that Tyreek would have been CD Lamb. CD Lamb absolutely mm-hmm. balled out, and you love to see that. And he's getting into those years, man. When you see these receivers when they start blowing up in their first three four years, these are the this is the time where now CD is going to have another year where he goes and he gets fourteen hundred. 80-plus receptions and 11 tutties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. going to stack these years up. Um, same with Tyreek, even though I know he might be retiring soon. Um, but but yeah, very, very happy um, for Christian. I mean, he led the league with, of course, with uh, running backs, with receiving, um, reception, Everything. receiving yeah. yards. Yeah, he balled out. You know,
0: He did ball out, around. and so, yeah, I think it was totally deserved as well. Like, I mean, you pretty much hit on every single point that I would have said. Christian McCaffrey led the league, led the league amongst running backs in pretty much everything. Um, he was scoring almost a touchdown a game, it seemed like. Every game it was like he was just going to get you a touchdown. He was like the most anytime touchdown lock of like the history of the NFL So Christian McCaffrey, I think that was totally well-deserved. Not much more to say about that. I did want to touch a little bit, though, on your CeeDee Lamb take, which I totally love. I think CeeDee Lamb has emerged as the second-best wide receiver in the NFL right now behind Tyreek Hill. Um, I mean, I think Tyreek Hill keeps that nod. Mm -hmm. I just think he's so – I think he's – He might be just as a player behind Mahomes, the most valuable player in the NFL, and McCaffrey's up there too. But just the speed that Tyreek Hill has, the strength he has, all of his skills throughout being a wide receiver in every way. Tyreek Hill is so great. But CeeDee Lamb, I think, is right there number two. He's totally emerged as such a superstar wide receiver. Helped me win my fantasy championship this year. So shout out CeeDee Lamb for that. And uh, yeah, I'm big on CeeDee Lamb right now, dude. So I like how you brought that up.
1: The, yeah, thank you. I was horrific in uh fantasy this year. Uh, that was, it was it, that wasn't the high point, but but let's look at why CD was doing his thing. Don't get me wrong; he CD Lamb has been established now for the past three years, one hundred percent since he came mm-hmm. in the league. But mm-hmm. also, Dak motherfucking Prescott, dude, he had a great <laughs> year, dude. He yeah. was the MVP frontrunner for weeks and weeks, and I was saying that as a diehard Niner fan. Um mm-hmm. Now, why? was Dak having a great year too? Of course, because CD, it goes hand in hand, just like how two was going off in yards. You look at you, look at who he had, he had Tyreek, same with Purdy and all of his weapons, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, a huge, huge, huge reason why CD had the year he had was because of the guy thrown to him. Um, mm-hmm. And if those guys, if they still stick with Dak, which I know they probably will for some weird reason, um, I think CD is going to keep on stacking up these yards. He's easily going to get over 10,000 career. Um, mm-hmm. He has a Huge shot, um, you know, future Hall of Famer. I just think with these numbers that he's able to pile up on his on his pro reference, I think he has a chance, you know, mm-hmm. to to get up there because Tyreek's already there. You know, he could retire tomorrow and be all, all day long. He'd get the jacket.
0: Definitely. And I think Dak had a – well, I mean, Dak kind of started a little slow um, and then he really picked it up towards the middle of the season and he was playing like the best quarterback in the NFL for a while. Well, he I was. Mean,
1: he was. Yeah. For weeks and weeks and weeks, he was the – he was the MVP and it wasn't even close in my opinion. Now that was like week 10. So I Mm -hmm. knew that it wasn't, I knew he wasn't going to run away with it just because I, it's extremely rare in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, yeah, I think I forget what game it was. And then he just fell off. He fell off uh, really the face of the MVP conversation. I can't remember what game it was, but uh, the entire internet was like, yeah, there goes that MVP. You know what I mean? There goes that talk. Uh, Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he he flat out balled out, which I love to see, man. I'm not a Dak Prescott hit. I might have said things in the past because he's a cowboy. But, I mean, he just <laughs>
0: – he had the yeah. best
1: year of his freaking life, dude.
0: You're right. No, he did. Shout out to Dak Prescott. He had a great – I mean, towards the end, he, he got a little shaky again. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of who Dak is. I don't know if he's ever going to stay fully consistent throughout an entire season, but he'll look like an MVP for, for a couple of weeks there um he's done that so shout out to Dak. okay let's move on we'll hit defensive rookie of the year um that went to will anderson jr on the texans and i just think that's another one that's just perfect i mean i think they got it right can't really argue with that will anderson had a great year i mean all the texans rookies i mean seem like they had amazing years and we'll move on to the next one right after this but yeah not much to add about will anderson jr just a phenomenal season from a rookie
1: there you go exactly there's really nothing um I mean, he was a huge factor, if not the biggest factor in that run game. And to do that as a rookie, you know, I know he had an extreme amount of hype and he lived up to it. So, but yeah, there really isn't much to say on that. It's Mm kind of like Christian McCaffrey, Um, even though it Mm -hmm. wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's by far with, with, uh, uh, with junior as was with McCaffrey. I just think that, you know, it was a pretty easy pick for those guys, you know, he did what he had to do.
0: Agreed. All right, we'll hit the next Texans rookie who took home an award, C.J. Stroud, won offensive rookie of the year. And this one could be a little controversial. I could see a lot of people um, wanting Puka Nakua to take home the honor um, or C.J. Stroud. It was obviously one of the two. And it ended up going to C.J. Stroud, and Stroud would have definitely had my vote um and not that's not taking anything away from Puka because Puka was had I mean he broke all sorts of re- rookie receiving records yeah. i think he broke the receptions record and i think he broke the yards record for for uh, rookie wide receivers but CJ Stroud came into a team as a second overall pick after a, after a Texans team who Wasn't good last year and absolutely what he was a leader and he was so, so good. I mean, he broke the record for most yards in a game from a quarter, rookie quarterback. I mean, he was breaking quarterback rookie records all over the place as well. And just to be as, as vocal and as great of a leader as he was, and then lead this offense to be one of the better offenses in the league and then lead them to a playoff win. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, CJ Stroud, I think that was his award for sure.
1: 100 percent um i mean i this one is easily uh, actually i mean no this one isn't the biggest debate because i know we're coming up on defensive player of the year but i could 100 percent see what you're saying how there would be backlash with this with how puka how how puka absolutely balled out too um but when you look at it i mean the hardest position in the league is quarterback and to do it as a rookie to do it with a pretty much a brand new team full of rookies that made it look like They've been together mm-hmm. for three four years it's just you don't see that doesn't happen um mm-hmm. especially not with that kind of organization now they had a have a phenomenal head coach that's going to be he's going to sign a tenure you know what i mean that's what that's going to be their guy um but i just think exactly what you were saying man it's just that he was able to come in and be a vet like that i mean he was yeah. an mvp conversation too for the first eight weeks you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it was justified i knew i called you up and i'm like dude Why are these guys talking about Stroud being MVP? How 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 are we doing this? Because he went seven games without throwing a pick and this and that. But then you look at what how he's able to control his team as a rookie Mm -hmm. in the hardest position in the league, if not all of sports. I mean that's that's a huge take, but um, you could justify that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: think one hundred percent he would have had my vote. Um, You know, another one that out of the out of the couple that they got right.
0: I think it's, I think it's extremely valid to say that CJ Stroud has emerged as a top five quarterback in the league right now.
1: Oh yeah. 100% after that season. I mean, yeah, you can't not, but also this was one of the weirdest quarterback years of all time. Weirdest because nobody balled out. I mean, nobody usually with these quarterback years, it's someone who kind of runs away with touchdowns, runs away with completions, runs away with yards you know what I mean, and passer yeah. rating, which there was a little bit of that. Um, but this was one of those years where almost anybody could go up and grab it, you know, and he definitely put himself yeah. up there. You know, he's easily yep. five or four.
0: Agreed. I, I got I to gotta agree with that. Um, CJ Stroud is the future of the NFL, and he's become one of my favorite players too, how vocal he is too about his faith. I think that's so, so cool, and he's kind of leading the way for a lot of – uh other guys who I see doing the same thing, I think that's really, really cool for
1: Stroud. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, CJ Stroud. Let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year. And I see a lot of – I've been yeah. seeing a lot of takes on Twitter um, who people think should have won and they end up going to Miles Garrett. But a lot of people are on the TJ Watt train. I've seen some yeah. people on the Max Crosby train as well. Where are you leaning? I mean, 100%. I mean, it's 100% I got to lean towards TJ just because of
1: how he he kind of built that defense. They built it around him. Um, I mean, he absolutely had another baller year. I know what he was coming off of, you know, wasn't, you know, his wasn't the luckiest for him. But he came out and he got 19. He beat Miles Garrett. And I'm almost positive every single positive stat. Um I, I I I understand Max Crosby 100% watching that guy on the TV on the TV he's insane he's on he's on every every play you know he's involved mm-hmm. in everything you know so I understand that he's going to get the nod one of these years um, but I just think I, I kind of don't know where it came from with Miles Garrett um, maybe mm-hmm. the fact that that defense was easily top five the whole year if not top three for some of the weeks 100% um, mm-hmm. and I know he's a huge driving force of that the biggest on that Mm -hmm. on that defense Mm -hmm. um but i just think when tj watt you know has what was it five more sacks Mm -hmm. a way more qb hits you know an interception they have the same amount of forced fumbles but he has three recovered i mean he just has more pressures more tackles for loss it's just kind of it's a weird one i don't i'm not a huge fan of it but what i do like is that it is that miles garrett is an absolute future hall of famer you look at the years he's had what he's stacked up so I'm not extremely mad that it went to him um, because he is 100% deserving of, uh, of an accolade like this. Maybe not this year versus T.J. Watt, but the career that he's put up, I'm not mad at it at all. You know, nowhere near as, as mad as I was at Aaron Jones getting three when he snubbed, uh, I forget his name. But Aaron, Aaron Donald had one defensive player of the year, caliber mm-hmm. year, and he got pure – uh uh it was just a bias, but that's on a whole that's a whole different thing with yeah. with with Donald Brown. Even though he's a monster future all of Famer too. I just yeah. think um, I'm not I'm not mad at it. Not mad, but it is it is a little bit it's a little bit weird when,
0: it's a when
1: tough. Those,
0: those guys. It's a tough one. I think all three of these guys, uh TJ Watt, Miles, Garrett, Max Crosby, all had seasons deserving of a Defensive Player of the Year award. I mean they were all so valuable and so good. Um for their defenses, but I would have to lean TJ Watt as well. And I know it, it, it's tough because defensive linemen, it's a lot more than the uh, than the stats show. And think you, they're putting a lot of pressure on the guys and they're opening up holes for other guys to get to the quarterback. It's, it's a lot more than just how many sacks did he have, right? However, when you do look at the stats, I mean, TJ Watt, like you brought up, TJ Watt pretty much, Gets him in every single way. He had, mm-hmm. I think, it was five more sacks than TJ uh, than uh, Miles Garrett this season. Had yeah, nineteen fourteen, I think. Yeah, nineteen fourteen, I think that's what yeah. it was. TJ Watt led the league in sacks. Um, I just had to lean TJ Watt as well. But like you brought up, I don't think it's you know it's not that Miles Garrett didn't have a good season and didn't um, isn't deserving of a Defensive Player of the Year. It's just It was kind of like Joel Embiid and and Nikola Jokic the other year um, going for MVP. It's like these guys are both having MVP type seasons, but you can only give it to one of them. Um, Although, maybe not to that extent, because I don't know how, you know. It's not an MVP. I don't know if it's really to that extent with Miles Garrett, but same kind of concept. I just think they're both so good, but I think I would uh, lean TJ Watt as well, just because he does wash them in all the statistical categories, and it's really tough to argue with that um, and come up with a reason why Miles Garrett deserves it more than TJ Watt. Right,
1: and I think you make a phenomenal point, is that it isn't just about stats, 100%. It's, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, the opportunities they make for the other guys to get through, to get to these holes, to... Get to the quarterback. Get to the certain. Get to certain spots. They need to be on defense, to execute, mm-hmm. and stop the offense. I 100% get that. But it's the weird part is that when, that's 100% true. But then when you, like we were just saying, when you look at the numbers about how TJ separates himself by mm-hmm. a very by, when people have to realize five sacks is a bare minimum of three games. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Miles Garrett can get five in a game. I understand that. even though that'd be insane, I'm not saying he can't do that. but realistically speaking, he clears the number one guy who got the award by three to four games in in multiple stats. So that's the only yeah. part where it's it's just not that it's it's not that great when you give the nod to the other guy. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. not mad because it's Miles Garrett. he's deserving, but it's just when you clear a guy, and you're number two and you clear the number one in a bunch of different stats that are kind of how you get paid in that position, mm-hmm. um, It Um, it is definitely annoying, 100%.
0: Got it. Totally agree with you. All right. Let's move on to our second to last award. Coach of the year went to Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns, and he just beat out D'Amico Ryans, who had They had the same amount of points, but um, to break the tiebreaker, Kevin Stefanski had one more first-place vote than D'Amico Ryans, and that's what got him the Coach of the Year nod. So for me, I'd have given this to D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans was my pick for Coach of the Year this season, and I understand the Kevin Stefanski pick um, leading the Browns to the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl, leading the Browns to the playoffs, losing Nick Chubb Week 2, losing your starting quarterback Week When did Deshaun go out week six or something like that? I Mm -hmm. mean, Deshaun was, I think, yeah, I played a couple of games in the beginning. Um, And I understand that. But for me, I look at, I'm looking at D'Amico Ryans, who's coming in as a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback with a team that Mm -hmm. was not good last year, leads them to an amazing, a really, really good season, beats Kevin Stefanski in the playoffs, leads them to a, a, a playoff win. I mean, I know you're not supposed to take playoffs into consideration, but... We look at this so far after it's hard not to. But um I regardless of that, I just think that with the the situation of Demico Ryans being a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback coming onto a team that wasn't good. I mean, we didn't expect the Texans to be a playoff team at all. We didn't expect yeah. the Texans to take as big of a mm-hmm. leap as they did. And they did, and I think D'Amico Ryans was such a massive part of that. So I'd have given this award to Demico Ryans.
1: One hundred percent. I got the same thing as you. You know, it's it was getting towards, you know, when they were, I think the I think Houston was like seven and five or something like that, where, you, you know, you're at that point now that's way past mid-year, but you're expecting them to win now because of the culture that those guys created. That that coach, you know, that coach and that coaching staff, the, Q, the QB, the defense, everything that those guys created in that locker room, one hundred percent coming mm-hmm. into the year with with the new head coach. New quarterback, new everybody, pretty much. You know, weren't expecting these guys really to be even close, really not even to break mm-hmm. 500. And they just completely blew everybody out of the water. So that's those times where it's like, okay, that's a coach of the year. He's a rookie. He's yeah. coming in with a rookie quarterback. And he's doing all these things. But to get to to to, to get Stefanski, to he is, I mean, good for him. You know what I mean? And there's not a lot of coaches that would be able to do that. You know, like you're saying, you lose arguably or top three running back in the league without a doubt. I mean, one of the hardest runners and then you lose your quarterback who you guys paid, you know, 250 million and then you're mm-hmm. you're switching out quarterbacks, you're doing this, you're doing that um and you're able to still get to the playoffs. So I'm not really not mad at that, but I would have 100% loved to see it go to uh you know, D'Amico. 100%. I agree
0: with all of that. Great points. I'm with you on that. Let's hit the final award, the most important award, the Yikes. most valuable player and that ends up going to lamar jackson who had 49 out of the 50 first place votes the only guy to receive the other first place vote was josh allen which kind of caught me by surprise um but lamar jackson almost had his second unanimous mvp he'd be the only person to have two unanimous mvps in the history of the nfl um but lamar jackson is the MVP for this season, man, the biggest award of the year. I guess maybe not Super Bowl MVP. Um, How are we feeling about Lamar Jackson taking it home?
1: I mean, whoever voted for Josh Allen saved the NFL, in my opinion, because, (laughs) I mean, even though Josh Allen didn't deserve that first place vote. um, Let me just start off by saying this, is that I think when you look at it 100%, that Lamar Jackson deserved to be MVP. He was the most valuable player. I understand that stats wise, no way in hell. Okay. I'm not saying that. Um, I think that what he did with his wide receivers and that team, even though he had an absolutely stacked defense, which is what you kind of need that to really be to, to, to continue the success. And he's had a defense almost since he came into the league, if not every year. Uh Um, but I I, I, I I was mad about it for sure weeks and weeks and weeks ago when he didn't lead the league in anything besides rushing yards for quarterback, which is huge. He's easily the best mobile quarterback. He is the best running playmaking quarterback, if not the best playmaking quarterback, just what he can do with his legs, 100%. We saw that mm-hmm. against us on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing is just I'm a huge pro reference guy, and in two years, and three years, when I'm looking, at his stats and yeah I, and I see his stat line and it reads MVP, I'm just not gonna be too happy about it just because I mean he really didn't have a great year um you know stat sheet wise I get it it's not about the stats um but I mean it's just it's a really it's a really 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 weird MVP year because like we were talking about there's no quarterback that separated himself. Lamar did not separate mm-hmm. himself whatsoever whatsoever mm-hmm. um i mean he so he did what he had to do he got his team wins i understand that but it was also like if we're talking about like if it's most valuable player i get it lamar but in this year it's kind of the etch too to cj stroud for for if you take him out of that if you take him out of that team and you take lamar out of that team what's happening lamar, uh if you take you know the ravens number one defense they proved that versus us Mm -hmm. and then you do the same thing with CJ Stroud and you take him out of Houston, I think Houston's going to be way more in a hole than the Ravens. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. Deserving of the MVP, a pretty bad MVP year in my opinion, even though McCaffrey went off and Lamar, I understand it, whatever. Allen, Mm -hmm. he shouldn't have even really been in the talk. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know I'm going all over the place. He deserved it. Good for him. But I just think it was a weird one.
0: It is a weird one. It's always tough, and for me, my pick probably would have been Christian McCaffrey, and I know that they don't. It's just never going to go to a running back again. Like That's just the way the league's going. The MVP is strictly quarterback award, so when you're a running back like Christian McCaffrey, you're going to have to hope for the offensive player of the year, Uh, but I probably would have gone with Christian McCaffrey for the sole fact that None of the quarterbacks separated themselves like we have seen in past seasons, right. right? Like Aaron Rodgers was separating himself when he was winning his MVPs. Patrick Mahomes was separating himself when he won his. Lamar Jackson in 2019 separated himself mm-hmm. when he won his, right? Or 2019, I think it was. Yeah, so mm-hmm. – <clears throat> um, it's 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 it I think this would have been the year for a non quarterback to win the award. Um, maybe if Tyreek Hill didn't get injured and kind of kept up the same pace as he was in the beginning of the year, um, he probably could have had a decent shot, but I probably would have gone Christian McCaffrey. And I know I put out an episode a while ago, right after the Christmas Day game, because I was just pointing out how the race was between at that point on Christmas night, the race was between Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. It was 100%. those two guys everyone had those two as top 2. So it really was going to come down I I felt it was just going to come down to who had the better game. And if someone had a stinker, the other guy's going to win the MVP. And Brock Purdy threw four interceptions, granted I wouldn't say all four of them were his fault, probably two of them were, but mm-hmm. um he didn't have a good game and he got crushed. And Lamar Jackson, he didn't have some ridiculously fantastic game, but he completely outplayed But he definitely had a good game. Yeah, 100%. Definitely had a good game, and he outplayed Brock Purdy, and that was all that mattered for that. So I think – I don't hate the award going to Lamar Jackson just because it's – it's like you said, I mean, it's tough to pinpoint a guy who really was the guy who fully deserved it. I mean, it could have right. gone a lot of different directions. Um, so, you know, I don't know. The Josh Allen Josh Allen first-place vote was a little janky to me. I thought yeah. – I, I saw that Lamar Jackson had 49, and I thought, oh, my gosh, somebody either gave it to Brock or gave it to McCaffrey, but someone gave it to uh, Josh yeah. Allen – yeah. Didn't I didn't that, expect that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised with these with these voters. But I mean, but here's the thing with with going back to the number 1 guy and the number 2 is that why I'm also not as mad as I was weeks and weeks and weeks ago because I mean, it week week 14 came around and I was like, okay, or week 15, week 15. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Lamar has it locked as long as he doesn't throw 10 picks to two chuddies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it's the quarterback and McCaffrey was doing his thing still but McCaffrey wasn't like insanity in yards he wasn't gonna maybe get 18 or 19 of course you know what I mean yeah. I, if he got mm-hmm. that number they would have gave it to him in my opinion because that's just insane with the touchdowns with the scrimmage charge with the receptions all that but when you look mm-hmm. at one and two guy who should have who should have got it Lamar and McCaffrey I 100% give the edge to Lamar in my opinion because if, if you okay. take it's the same thing most valuable player how i with biggest thing when i determine it what is if you take that guy off that team what's happening with that team you take christian mccaffrey off the 49ers 100 percent. the 49ers are still a playoff team super bowl you never know just because you it'd be pretty disrespectful after what mccaffrey did to say oh yeah we're still easily in the super bowl without mccaffrey after he had a record-breaking year you know what i mean um but that's also why I'm not too mad about it going to Lamar because when you look at that one and two, he has that edge in my opinion.
0: Um, that's Well, that's that's valid as well. He has that edge in that regard. But also when you start to look at it like that, because MVP is such in every sport, it's such a tough. Um, everyone has like a different criteria and a different like way to grade it. But like Patrick Mahomes didn't have his best season. If you take Patrick Mahomes off the Kansas City Chiefs, they're definitely not making the playoffs. true. So true. So it's, 100%. it's, it's so tough to find a, a specific criteria to go right. off of. It's just like, it, it's such a difficult thing to do. So that's why, I mean, I think it could have gone so many different directions. Um,
1: Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that always gets the brain going like, yeah, you take Tyreek off Miami and mm-hmm. Tua doesn't yeah. even have close to 4,000 4, yards. Exactly. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, not just because, you know, almost, you know, 1900 or 1800 of them went to Tyreek. I'm not saying it just cuz that, but it's just it's a it's a whole it's the it's the whole player's um or, or on that team and what they bring with defense, how they play against them offense, defense, everything, you know. Um, 100%. But but yeah, it's it is a very hard um award to 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 assess.
0: 100%. Totally. And we're going to jump right into the next topic cuz we have a big big conversation ahead of us here um the 49ers and the kansas city chiefs will be going against each other for the second time in the super bowl in two days two days dude and it's sneaking up on us and it's coming around the corner so fast and this is going to be such a good game and i don't know where to go with this like i have so many emotions and so many feelings about how this game is going to go but i want to hear your just initial thoughts and how you think the Super Bowl is going to go, who you think is going to win. What's it look like for you on Sunday? I mean,
1: initial thoughts. I mean, it's just running to the left with 23 and 71, setting the blocks, and then mm. getting those play actions across the field to either 85 or 11, man, and then throwing the ball out wide to Debo. That's that's our offense, in my opinion, is because we have those players where even though it's so predictable, the year that all of those guys have had, of course with Purdy that we're still going to be able to get away with it, in my opinion. Um, defense-wise, mm-hmm. I think we are extremely, extremely set up for this game, for Mahomes, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. this is Mahomes, what, five, four years later? It's not 2019, 2020 anymore. That guy's not running as much as he is. Still going to run for at least three to four first downs. I'm just not going to be too happy, but I'm expecting that, kind of like what Lamar did with us. Um but just with this 49er team, it, it's what we talked about in preseason. It was a Super Bowl or bus team with, a, with all the people we have. And we did, did, did our job getting to this moment. They did their job. We did our job. They did their job getting to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we just have to execute. I think with how these teams are matched up, I think 100% it is the 49ers game to lose. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that we are a massive favorite um and we we play like we played against i want to say la in the second half in week four or whatever that was it's it's a second half team i know we were talking about it that we can't be a second half team but it's coming out and you just get take what the defense gets you get the check downs who gives a shit you know what i mean and run the football just give it to your playmakers man that's all we got to do seriously Mm -hmm. it's of course way easier said than done but um I think we have a, a phenomenal chance against this team. You know what I mean? It, but it's going to be a shoot out 100%. I really don't see this game. I don't see anybody winning more than seven. I think it's going to be a very close game.
0: I think it it's going to be a close game too. I'm not going to say we have a phenomenal chance, but I, I, I mean, obviously, obviously, obviously we have a chance, but phenomenal is a little too far for me Um Like we talked, we were on the phone the other day, and I'm going to bring up a couple points that we talked about. Um, First off, if the 49ers play like they played in the playoffs, they will lose this game. They will lose against the Chiefs if they play like they did against Green Bay, and if they played like they did in the first half against uh, against Detroit. They're going to lose. And that is why I don't have a ton of confidence. The 49ers are not playing their best football coming into the Super Bowl. They're playing their second worst stretch of football of the season outside of that three-game three game skid in the middle of the regular season. This is this is some of the worst football we've seen from them this season. They should have lost to the Packers. I mean, that Packers game, they got bailed out. Kyle got bailed out. And Kyle was terrible against the Packers. Um should have lost that game and we should have lost to Detroit if Dan Campbell went for a um went for a touchdown at the end of the first half that game is over they're going to get that I I mean okay I guess you never know anything can happen in a football game but I'm gonna say the chances are in their favor to score right there this game is over and we would have lost going into the half down 24 instead of 17. I don't think the 49ers are playing good enough football right now for me to think we have a phenomenal chance. We have a chance. We for sure we have a chance because we're here. But no way is it a phenomenal chance because they aren't giving me a reason to believe that we're walking into this game and we're just going to kick some butt when in reality we should have been out of the playoffs three weeks ago. Not
1: see that's crazy Hernandez because look at it okay I get it any given Sunday when we played on Saturday versus Green Bay but you got to look at it I'm not disagreeing with you that those games were not the best 100 in 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 a lot of aspects they were bad horrible in others but that's the thing it's playoff time this is it, look what happened and when we were playing horrible football we stepped up when we needed to our quarterback stepped up when he needed to our defense Mm -hmm. went berserk against detroit absolutely berserk now Mm -hmm. a bunch of i mean there was at least two times minimum where dan campbell should have kicked a field goal i understand that but guess what pat mcafee was saying where you live by the sword you die by the sword that's what got them there was going for it Mm -hmm. it it was going for it trying to push the ball get him upfield and just bleed that clock get seven on the board or get a chip shot three even though they were kind of already in chip shot range so i understand what you're saying, where you don't have as much confidence as i do because of the pure game film and what we were playing like versus both of those teams i understand that but i just think with this team the culture of this team right now how the defense is set up even though even though defense has been very sketchy the play calls have been very sketchy in the playoffs and even in the last couple of weeks oh, i yes. just think that this team it it's this is the best team we'll see, I think, in our generation. And that's, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a bad take at all. And that's just kind of why this confidence is getting, it's just, it's at a new level where it's, I'm really expecting them to, I'm really expecting them to do it. Now, 2019, we were kind of talking the same way because we still had a, we had a very similar team in 2019. I get Mm -hmm. it, much different quarterback, much Mm -hmm. different running back, different line, for the most part, better, worse. Same thing with D-line. Um, secondary, sure, but I just, it's this, this is the team one and, and I think they're going to show that I know they're going to show that this is the 49ers. This is the team that's going to do it. We got I a agree. revenge for, we got a guy yeah. we know, we got a guy we know, you know what I mean? It, 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 in 15 on the opposing side, we know what he's going to do. We know who he's going to throw to
0: uh, it. That doesn't matter though. I mean, it doesn't matter if, if we know. Listen, I think I agree with I think that this is the best team the 49ers have had and that this is this is the best team the Niners have had. I wasn't alive in the 90s and I know they stacked up a couple of those seasons, but I mean, we might roster wise, it might be pretty close in how good this team is. Right. So like you said, we're not going to see a better team than we have right now. That being said, why are we not playing like that? Why are we not playing like the best team, like the best roster in the history of the 49ers franchise? We're not. We're just flat out. We are not playing that way, which is what scares me when you're, you can, you might be able to get away with that against the Packers and a young Jordan Love who's making his first playoff appearance. And you might be able to get away with that against Dan Campbell's Lions who Dan Campbell just gets way too aggressive and does't to You might be able to get away with, you think you're going to get away with that against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. It's not gonna fly What's as easy as happened.
1: Not saying that it's gonna that it's gonna unfold like that. It's just now look, one hundred percent we haven't been playing this way because there's been certain play calls, dude. And you and you know that better I, than anybody else on the offense and defense. One hundred percent more so on offense than defense in uh, versus the Packers. Packers was the worst was the worst offensive call play calling I've ever seen in my life. And I rarely say that about with coaching and this and that. But it's just I I I see what you're saying, where we can't play the way we played in both of these games. Cause if we do, we're gonna lose by fifty. I'm not I'm not arguing that. I'm not. But mm-hmm. here's but guess what? We have we we got another two more days to prepare, really a day. But also they've had a week of pure, pure film getting prepared for this guy. If not two and eh, a week and a half. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they took the whole two weeks. These guys are just ready to get to Mahomes. Dude, you you disrupt fifteen, game over. Later. Later, Is he, that, right that's a, no, yes. A lot yeah. easier said yeah, than I done. It. I get it, but guess what? You disrupt that guy, game over. I don't care about the, don't get Okay, Pachenko, Pachenko, he's we, nice. Okay, I forgot about had, number ten.
0: Listen, we had the same. We had the same situation in 2019. We had two weeks to prepare for this guy and watch the film on the MVP. Okay, we had NFL. number ten.
1: We had ten. We had 10. true.
0: Very true. And we didn't that's have a. Two, you're right. You're right. That's true. I agree. We had Kyle though, and Kyle, yeah, he's <laughs> and so okay. But listen, dude, I'm just – I'm not judging. All I'm saying is I think your confidence is just a little too high. It's just higher than mine right now just because if we were running through teams, if we were playing like we were playing in the beginning of the season, I'd be right there with you, dude. I'd be right there with you because this team, I know it. I know how talented this roster is, and I'd be right there saying, we are the best team in the league and we can take down Kansas City, but we're not playing like that. Again, if we play like we have – listen a pa- against the Lions, against the Packers, and you could even go back to against the Rams in week 18. I know they did not look good. I know it was some backup yep. starting to get in there, but we did not look good against the Rams in week 18. If we play like that, any of those three games, we will lose 100%. We are not going to win. We have to turn it around somehow. And I just, I'm just hoping that they can.
1: Well, you hope, and they did versus Detroit.
0: Dude, in the second, second half, half, sure, but yeah, I okay.
1: get it. You you can't be a second half team. I'm not that's, I'm not that's looking it though. for that. I'm not looking for that at all. But what can we judge after the last 15 minutes that were played or last 30 minutes that were played in the last game they did, they absolutely balled out on both sides of the ball.
0: They balled out. Yeah, they played. They did.
1: They, that was that they, was forty nine football. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, but what'd what they do for the first thirty minutes? And I know you brought that up, but I'm just saying you they, can't do that against got, Kansas City. Got, our
1: defense got ran through.
0: Literally got exactly. ran through. I, exactly, right, and you can't do down. that against Kansas. You, you, I, I yeah, but I'm, that. I'm saying because, this yeah, though. you're
1: not, you're not facing golf, even though I love exactly. Golf. You're facing, I know you're I'm a, facing first ballot Mahoney. I got you. I'm a, I
0: know I'm I a don't. golf guy. I'm a golf guy too. I'm waiting on Jared Goff. I think he's good. But listen, I just when you look at when you're, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, you're playing, you're playing against uh, uh, Andy Reid, you're playing against the two-time Super Bowl champions, the guys who have won two Super Bowls in the past four years, one of them against us. You're not going against the Detroit Lions, who made their first conference championship in the past 50 years it's a different it's if it's a different team and if you want to play if you want to go down a 17 point hole in the first half pack your bags at halftime and fly back to santa clara because you're not going to win that game against patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs
1: hey well that's all right because that ain't gonna happen it's just not. It's not. I,
0: I hope it's not. Oh,
1: it's not because we're going to run to the left with 2-3 <laughs> and we're going to throw the ball to 85 and let him go to work. Okay?
0: listen. That's what we want to do. I like that. And I think my, my this is my kind of game plan for the 49ers here is what I think they should really be focusing on is running the football. My two X factors, run the football, get pressure on Mahomes. That's what you have to do. Yes. And I think Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey should get a combined 30 carries. I think they should get a Whoa. combined 30 carries. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think you got to run it down their throats. I think that's what's going to be the recipe to win the game. McCaffrey and Debo should get thirty carries in this game. Like ten? You want Debo to get ten? McCaffrey's got to get like twenty-four, maybe six. You got this is a Super Bowl, man. You got to. I mean, it's not. What are we saving them for, right? It's like now. No, I understand
1: that. I understand that.
0: I think. I think you got to get those guys a ton of carries, and then you got to get pressure on Mahomes because we didn't get much pressure. We didn't sack Jordan Love once. Right, no, we didn't get but, much pressure but on but Jordan, Jordan Love.
1: Absolutely balled out. We we got pressure on that guy six times out of the fifty snaps, and three and and five of the times we got pressure on him, he just he evaded and threw dots. I mean, he balled out. Well, Mahomes snaps. is going to do it, the it, same
0: thing, but you just yeah, got to get yeah. pressure. You got to just regardless of what the quarterback's going to do with line, that. With
1: this D it, line.
0: You're making it tougher on the quarterback yeah. when you apply the yeah. pressure, and like like you just said, with the defensive line, we haven't we have invested so much into our front our front uh, seven. We have we have so much invested in our front seven, and we should be getting more pressure than we actually do
1: get. I mean, one hundred percent. Let's look at Tampa Bay versus KC. That game was extremely boring in the second half because all we were watching was Mahomes run around because of his O line. I'm pretty sure he yeah. they were missing a tackle Am I correct or two.
0: I think something. so. Yeah. I
1: I think mm-hmm. it was two. At least one. I remember that and I felt I was like all right, that's that's kind of tough for you to lose. I mean, O-line is is um extremely vital point in 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 oh, football. Yeah. That doesn't get talked oh, yeah. about enough, but then also mm-hmm. sometimes does. But I think 100%. Just it's 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 what you're saying. Fluster the quarterback run that football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're able to get him off his back foot, he's got to get out of the pocket. If he gets out of the pocket and makes a pass, good for him. But what yeah. we can't do is let him get a bunch of these seven-step dropbacks mm-hmm. just like they don't want Purdy to drop back. Nobody mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. any quarterback to. You know what I mean on the opposing team. So I I just think though too, why I'm still very confident even though our line or D-line has been another has been very shaky as well too. And for almost the entire year, the entire year they've been underdeveloped Pay on paper-wise, on paper, this team should lead the league by sacks by 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the pickup of Chase Young. Um, yeah. But I know with our pressures and our coverage, I understand that. Um. But I think going into certain players where Fred Warner is right now, he's in his prime. He has, he's having the best year of his life. Ward having the best year of his life. Mm-hmm. Um. Greenlaw, it's just smash-mouth defense, even though that's not even a thing. I, you just swarm them. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm uh-huh. very confident in that. Um, biggest thing we got to, what, what, you know, Niners got to worry about too is 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pachanko's Pacheco's top five. He's proved that this, he's proven that this mm-hmm. year, the way that that guy can run, um, and his stats, it, it, it backs it up, you know? So it, they got some big threats. They got some really big weapons on that team. And of course that's known. Um, but it's going to be really, really exciting, really fun. Um, But like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to, I don't know the score yet, but it's going to be a big one.
0: I think we're going to need to see a lot of adjustments made from Kyle Shanahan and from Steve Wilkes. I think those two guys have kind of been the dumb and dumber of the 49ers playoff run so far. They both need to figure some things out because I've, I've said 50 different times in this episode. You cannot play like you did against Detroit and then against Green Bay. You just can't. Second half Detroit's different, but you can't go down that much in the first no, half. It's a, it's a sixty minute football. I mean, game.
1: I mean, second half Detroit, nobody's touching that team. Just like second half or first I agree. Half KC or a certain game that Green Bay had. I get it. It's uh-huh. momentum. One hundred percent it was momentum. You don't get that catch with Brandon Ayuk without momentum. You don't get that fumble by Gibbs without momentum. I get it. The mm-hmm. play both both of those plays, a player made a great play for that to happen. I understand that, but momentum is a real thing. Um, so that was a it was a huge factor that we were home, a huge factor where the ball, you know, fell literally just right there. We got it out. Yeah. What? Um, but you know what? What I'm happy about is like I was saying, you know, these guys have had two weeks, you know, a true week and a half to prepare for one team. One coach, you know, one coach, one quarterback, one running back. Same on the other. Same, same with KC. They've had plenty of time to prepare for us. Oh yeah. Um, but man, I'm just, I'm just really pumped. I, uh, you know, it's just, it's the team. That's all I'm gonna say. This is the team.
0: This is the team. I agree. I think if you don't win it with this team, you're never gonna win it. I think if you don't win it, that's a fact. If you don't win it, if you don't win your sixth Super Bowl this year on Sunday. That puts Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat. Well, it won't put Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat, but it should. Oh, no. And
1: yeah. No. It's, not, unfortunately, well, it would. That's not going to happen. But if I does, think Kyle, gonna I on. think
0: he should. Well, okay. I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, my, opinion, my general opinions on Shanahan. I think for the most part, not counting the playoffs, Kyle Shanahan was kind of in his bag in in this regular season outside of the four game skid, three game skid, um there were a little there was some questionable things going on in there. Kyle Shanahan I think had this offense looking great. Now, playoffs rolled around and against Green Bay, he cr- tried his hardest to make us lose that game, which is what he does best in the playoffs. Um but that's yeah, why yeah. I'm just saying like I think Kyle Shin, this is your year, dude. This is kind mm-hmm. of like this is the year for you to finally get over the hump because everyone wants to tell me that this guy is this greatest coach, offensive mind in the history of the entirety of the world, and yet he has not even had one Super Bowl, and he's been to the been to these stages so many times, and he's just lost it. So I think that this is his season to do it. If he doesn't do it, his seat should be getting very warm he should be. We should be turning on the seat warmers for this guy because his seat needs to get hot. And 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 then that could be the end. I mean, it just shows that he's not able to do what more do you want? That's all I. That's all I'd ask him. I'd say, hey man, what more do you want? Yeah.
1: No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Very very mm-hmm. generally. What more do you want, Scott, Kyle? What seriously? And what more would you need? You wouldn't need anything else besides Tom Brady. That's the only thing this team. That's it. That's the only thing you could really ask for with any team. But I, I, I get that. But it's all right. It's all right because when we get out of this with fifty-eight Super Bowl, yeah.
0: yeah, I, I, I hope so. Okay, so let's hear it. Let's hear your final prediction. I mean, what do you, what do you got for the Super Bowl?
1: I mean, I got wow. Bang Bang Niner game. Maybe I got, I got Mister Irrelevant holding up the Lombardi and proving everybody wrong. Super Bowl MVP. Ho 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 McCaffrey's gonna McCaffrey McCaffrey's gonna have 160 with two, you know what I mean? And he's gonna have like yeah. 50 receiving yards with like eight catches. You know what I mean? He's just gonna and I'm gonna be fine with that. You know what I mean?
0: Niners now by what, how much?
1: Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know. Okay, Niners. No, Niners. Let's see the real score. Real score. Bro, honestly, like 31-27, dude. I just see it as I know a lot of people have. Super Bowls like that where it's like right at the spread or right at the over under like really close yeah. kind of game where that's high scoring. 31-27 is very high scoring for a Super Bowl in my opinion. Um just especially with both of those defenses. But what what you will see is Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball over 34 times. He is going okay. to have about 300 and, 315 yards. He's going to have two touchdowns, two picks um mm. with a completion rate of 60. Two picks. He's gonna have two picks. Two one, one by Gibson Jeez. Jr., one by Gibson okay. Jr. and uh, a toss up, uh toss up to uh to Brown or Warner. Heard he here Patrick
0: me. Mahomes will not have two interceptions. Unless okay, unless unless there's a tip ball off the hands of Kadarius Toney. Yeah, That's it's a pick. Goal. Okay, I, I guess is not
1: in the game. 19 it, is not touching the grass, dude.
0: Patrick yeah. Mahomes will not have two interceptions that are both his fault. I'll say that. Um our defense right. won't be doing. He'll have one. You will have one. One hundred percent. Maybe one. Maybe 100%. one. But definitely not two. Um. But again, listen. I gotta give a prediction here, and I'm being honest. I gotta be objective here. I gotta take out the bias, and I gotta go Chiefs by three. If I was a betting man, I think that's how this game. I think that's how this game. Why am end.
1: I looking at you right now, dude? Why am
0: I on your screen? What are you <laughs> doing? That's listen, dude. That's just. I got to call it how it is. What do you want me to say? The Niners are going to win every single game. That's what I don't like about this fan base. Listen, all I'm saying is I'm you th- I'm not rooting for Chiefs by 3. That's not what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Niners by 50. But if I if I got to put money on it and I got to make a I got to put out a prediction, I got to go Chiefs by 3. You know why? I'll why? tell you why. I mean, I've told you why a little bit, but I'll just say this. They They've got the best of us before. They've got guys who actually know what it takes to win a Super Bowl. We got a bunch of no. True. I was gonna say I was gonna say clowns, but I'm not gonna say clowns. Hey, Unless whoa, you whoa. Go, no, you I, can,
1: I get it. Casey, you Casey can call, call Kyle 70, a clown. Seventy percent or eighty percent of that team, at least seventy percent, has been on that uh, Super Bowl team. I'm imagining, you know what I mean. Of they, course, they. Sorry, I should say at least fifty percent of those guys know exactly what it takes. And I think fifty percent also knows what it's like to go to have two Super Bowl rings. So that's a huge factor. You know what I mean? That's like the Warriors. Told, exactly. With, with, with you know what I mean. And 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 I know that's being talked about about experience and how we're still. Uh, I mean, we're not a young team, definitely not compared to other teams in the league. But with Super Bowl experience, we are very young compared to KC.
0: Which is we are uh, exactly huge, I
1: think- huge, um, huge. It's in huge favor of Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's gonna play a part in it for sure. And I mean, like I said, man, Kansas City got the best of us once before, got the best of Kyle. Kyle flustered. Again, we don't we have a different quarterback, which is a huge thing as well. We have a quarterback who's actually, you know, competent enough to win a Super Bowl, potentially. Like I I believe that Brock Purdy, I mean, I've what I've seen, what I've seen from Brock Purdy, I believe that he could win this game on Sunday, right? Um, mm-hmm. so also I've seen some bad things from Brock Purdy. I've seen some stinkers from Brock Purdy, yeah. right? He hasn't been phenomenal in the playoffs himself, right? He's come through a couple times when it mattered though. I'm not, this isn't about that. All I'm saying is that looking at these teams here and looking at how they're playing. If I was a betting man, give me Kansas city by three, but as a 49er fan, I hope I'm wrong. I pray that I'm wrong here, but that's just how, that's just where I have to lean because of. This 49er team is not playing like the best assembled roster in the NFL. They're just not. And if they were, it'd be a different I you'd hear a different prediction coming out of my mouth.
1: Yeah. So you have you have KC by three. Okay. So I got SF by 45. Okay.
0: If the those are, if, those are by, okay. I like well, again, listen, I'm more for the objectivity than the bias. But listen, all I'll say is this <laughs> if the 40 if the 49ers win. I think I think the easy choice, I mean it's Purdy or McCaffrey, but I really feel like we're gonna have to have a good Debo game and he'd be a guy for the Super Bowl MVP. I feel yeah, that'd like that'd be Debo's
1: insane. Nineteen, nineteen Super Bowl MVP that's would be pretty insane.
0: fire. It would be that's listen, I mean I mean
1: he would see but that's the thing. Is like for a receiver to get that, I mean like an Edelman where it's a very low scoring game and he just has these catches. You know yeah. what I mean? Like an Edelman game, but I don't I don't see that happening. I think the ball would go to Iuk in those in those um, valid scenarios, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or mm-hmm. or 8 5 I'm fine with mm-hmm. Debo, whatever. But for Debo to get that MVP nod, I think you would have to have, of course, at least a receiving Tuddy, 10-plus and about 130, and and Purdy to only have one or two passing, you know what I mean? And same thing. Yeah, It would be, I think, odds-wise, odds-wise, let's just say like uh, Brock Purdy and Mahomes are both plus 350s. I think that would mean Debo has to be like a plus nine fifty. Or a plus eleven yeah. hundred in my opinion. You know what I mean? Just cause yeah. then you have guys like Pacheco, you have guys like McCaffrey. You know what I mean? Even uh I mean defense wise like Warner, you would have to go. I mean, you just have to absolutely go berserk for, for you to be a defensive guy to get. Um which uh-huh. would that would be the coolest thing ever. That would, it would be, be okay, okay. Like betting betting wise, I go McCaffrey. Uh-huh. And let's go for the other betting guy. Other betting. Casey Mahomes. Now, for fun, one hundred percent, I would love if the best outcome ever we win a, by a field goal, we win by one, we win by fifty, and 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 Fred Warner gets Super Bowl MVP. That would be the coolest thing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that I, would be, I would that like would be that. my
1: number one. If I could just give it to a guy and just and just. Pick it out, and I had that power. It'd go to fifty-four, dude. I
0: mean, he's—I love. Fred's the jersey. He's the jersey I rep now in the playoffs. I mean, we've been winning with it, so I got that five-four on my go. back, dude. And I've there been you go. It, so, well, Owen, dude, right on. Some good conversation here. I really appreciate it. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Everybody out there listening, you know, I appreciate you us tuning into the show you can find us on social media on instagram at the night shift pod on tiktok at the night shift pod and on twitter at the night shift two t's at the beginning two t's at the end we just started putting episodes on youtube so this will be the third episode going on youtube you can find that at the night shift pod on there i have a link to everything in the description of the youtube video so you can see that down there if you're watching on youtube you know i got the links in the bios on all social platforms you can find it there you can find where to listen we're available apple podcast uh, google podcast spotify pretty much anywhere you want to listen to something you can find us there we really appreciate you guys tuning in oh and again appreciate you coming on man it's gonna be a good game sunday
1: yes sir thank you brother can't wait to you know call you up halftime when we're up by probably 30 you know? i hope so
0: dude i hope that's not going i hope so dude well right on again appreciate you coming on and everybody out there listening thank you again and that'll be it for me i'm out peace